the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Here we are, Wednesday night. I am at the helm at Idala Bertuna and Cammons. Um, it was a rather busy day in the law, but a lot of busy day in the news as well. Um, one of the issues that popped up today was a letter, uh, kind of starting a little schism between the mayor and the governor over the migrant issue. And never to be outdone is uh, the former morning show host here on am 970 the answer that's how most people know him you know there's this thing about you know wabc and there's this thing about guardian angels but most people know him as the former morning show host at am 970 and uh he's he's thrown himself in the middle of the mix uh in in the mix in the middle in handcuffs or whatever he's doing we're gonna find out right now curtis sliwa is doing some crazy stunt today to, I don't know, show solidarity with the migrants, go against the migrants. Let's just ask him, Curtis, what are you doing? So right now I'm staring at an illegal alien who's walking in the streets here of, uh, of Queens. I'm a few blocks from Queedmore, and he's uh, hustling money. I'm going to ask him what country he's from because I'm going to tell him, Arta, go back to your own country. We don't want you here. Well, what country do you think he's from? He looks like he's from Venezuela. He's got a Hugo Chavez Forever shirt on. Well, if he was really, in, if he's really got a Hugo Chavez Forever shirt on, why do you think he like is going through this like not really nice time in his life to come to America? I mean, you really think he thinks Venezuela is so great? Look, uh, in Venezuela, most of the Venezuelans here, because I've seen them in the shelters, especially the Milford Plaza, where they take up six hundred rooms. They were living in Colombia. They were living in Chile. They were living in Argentina. They hadn't been in Venezuela in seven years. This is all about economic gain for them. Obviously, they want to live the American life, but they're not asylum seekers. They're not refugees from war or insurrection or anything else. They're taking advantage of a free ride. The Catholic Charities gives them at the border. And our mayor here, Eric Adams, has welcomed them in at our taxpayers' expense. Today, he proudly announced we're taking care of 100,000 illegal aliens. Should we be proud of that, Arthur? Well, let me uh, – I, I had this debate with a lawyer in my office today, and, you know, you're, you're painting a different picture. I, and I know, Curtis, as much as you and I chide each other, 
I do walk down the streets with you at times, and you're the only guy I know who bends down on the knee and asks a homeless person, you know, how'd you get here? Like, what happened? And, and you know, what are you going to do to get out of this situation? Most people just ignore them or throw a, a quarter in the cup. You actually talk to these folks. So I do know that you do have your fingers on the pulse of some of these situations. But the people who I see, so my my office is on the block of the Roosevelt, the Roosevelt Hotel, they don't really seem to be living their best life, Curtis. I mean, they really don't. I mean, they're just sitting there doing nothing. They don't seem to be very well dressed. They don't. I don't know how they they're eating. They're bored out of their minds. It does make me think of where, what did they? They had to have left something pretty nasty to come here and live this life because it doesn't look very pleasant. I got to tell you, Arthur. There's not one of them asking to go back. Although I will tell you, we sent up a bus of the illegals to Rochester, New York. And once they got to Rochester, they refused to get off the bus. You can't go to any more of a horrible city in New York State than Rochester. Even the illegal aliens said, send us back to New York City. We ain't getting off the bus. But why? uh, First of all, Joan, my producer, does not agree. She loves Rochester. But, But, Curtis, why? I mean, again... These folks, like, they left everything behind. So their personal photographs they left behind, their personal belongings they left behind, their memories, any nostalgia they left behind to come here, as our ancestors did. But my great-grandparents were literally starving in Sicily with, with no prospects of work whatsoever. So why are these people going through this? I mean, yes, it's the Roosevelt Hotel. It sounds nice. They do not look, when I walk by them every day, they don't look like they're very happy. They don't look like they're enjoying themselves. They don't look like that, uh, you know, I guess they're happy they're in a better place, but it doesn't look like they came from a great place just to come to America. Why are they here? That's what I want to know. Because they have actually seen the videos sent back by their friends and relatives on their authorized outlet. Yes, their smartphones and iPhones that they already had before they came over the border. And they've been telling one and all, get to the border quick before Lotto and Powerball are over, because at some point they got to wise up and close the border. They can't believe how lucky they are. Imagine to be in Times Square, the gateway of the world. Tourists have to spend thousands of dollars to come here, and they get Catholic charities who forks over the bill. They get to stay in a hotel. And you know, eventually, the plan is they're going to have anchor babies. They're not going back. They're going to be here forever, and they'll pledge support to the Democrats until the end of time because they'll say, we're here because of Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, and, yes, Eric Adams, who is our daddy, daddy, daddy Eric Adams. So is that what you think that this is all about? Is that is it to breed a culture or generation, I should say, of voting Democrats? It's been done many times before. Uh, Tammany Hall, which was controlled by the Irish Democrats, as soon as the Irish uh, came ashore here to Manhattan and Brooklyn and Hoboken, they were telling them, remember, we're going to give you some money here. We're going to put you up in a squad and flat. Always be remembering that the Democrats helped you, not the Republicans. And I got to tell you, even in the case of my own father and mother, hardcore Democrats, not Giuliani my mother, Democrats, not my mother, Democrats. My mother, right. my grandfather, they, hardcore. You read the Daily News. And you vote Democrat. That was the Italian, you know, the 30s, 40s, 50s. That was that was what it was all about. Right. But when you went into their bedroom before they passed to the hereafter, they had four pictures up on the wall. 
Jesus Christ, the Blessed Virgin Mother Mary. St. Anthony. Had, Saint, no, no St. Anthony. They had uh, uh, Pope Paul because he was Polish. My father was Polish. They had JFK. And then they added a fifth one, Barack Obama. And I said, Dad, you're from Chicago, Illinois, the land of Lincoln. You taught me all about Lincoln. He goes, no Republican is ever going to be on any wall of ours here. All right. Well, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. Because, you know, you, you touched on Rochester. There are so many areas in upstate New York that are depressed, that are hurting. If we're going to make, you know, try to make lemonade out of lemons, can't we take some of these people who are here sitting on the street corner of 45th Street and 5th Avenue and, you know, start new communities, start new economies, start a new way of life for these people that will bring some economic development into other areas of the state of New York? Well, once they're here, we're going to have to do something because, let's face it, uh, their, their hearing for asylum will be seven, eight, maybe nine years from now. They're going to be here. And in reality, uh, if you send them upstate, which is exactly what Eric Adams wants to do now, as the uh, county executive in Erie County said, who was more than happy to accept them, as the county executive in Albany County said about Rotterdam, where they accepted them, they said, Jesus Christ, would you please vet these illegals? We're having all kinds of problems because the group you contracted to the tune of $432 million dollars Doc Go doesn't know what they're doing. And you see, that's part of the problem. It's a no-bid contract, friends of Eric Adams, who never did this work before, and it's a mess everywhere. And that's why we're, we're saying no more illegal aliens, no more tents in Creedmoor. It should be for those who need mental health care. And we have enough New Yorkers, enough Americans, mostly African Americans, who are suffering measurably from being emotionally disturbed, they should be in Creedmoor, the state psychiatric facility, not the illegal aliens. So what are you doing, Curtis? we got we got two or three minutes left. What are you doing today? You're, you're locking yourself to a pole or something in Creedmoor? What are you doing? Dr. Idala, Eric Adams recently said he wanted to be just like Gandhi. He, he marveled. He, he wanted to emulate Gandhi. Gandhi was a disciple of nonviolent civil disobedience. So at some point in tonight's activities, I and 12 other senior citizens with their wheel, uh, their wheels up because they're going to be in wheelchairs and their walkers are going to go across the street. In fact, we're right there right now, and we're going to chain ourselves to the fence. We're going to break the law. And remember, we're in New York State, as you know, a criminal defense attorney, even if you kill people. You don't get remanded to jail. Well, I don't know about that. With no bail. <laughs> All right. And I, I did hear that if the judge sets bail on you, the uh, the great Frank Morano has said he will post bail for your release. Is there any truth to those rumors? No. The uh, Queen's DA, Melinda Katz, knows she got to get me out so I can be on the radio tomorrow because if I don't broadcast on WABC, I don't get paid. <laughs> yeah, and we know where that money goes. All right. There you have it, the great New Yorker, Curtis Sliwa. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth, but uh, at some point, like 10% of it is accurate. So, Curtis, be careful tonight. Don't don't make, let them put the handcuffs on you too tight. And uh, I know your heart is in the right place, so keep fighting the good fight, brother. Oh, I'm happy I don't have the services of Idala, 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 because I'd be doing triple life without parole. 
100, 100%. I'd make sure you never came out, Curtis. I'm sending you a big hug. Have fun tonight, and I'll see you very soon. Take care. Take care, buddy. So that is Curtis Lewa. He is a New York institution. He has made himself into a New York institution. Um, I was only being slightly facetious when I said, you know, when he speaks, at least 10% of it is accurate. He says some wild things out there. But uh, he's entertaining, and he has been entertaining for decades. Not months, years, but decades. And, uh, you know, this is another stunt that he's doing. Um, You know, I look at things that... The migrants are here. Let's figure out something to do with them that's productive. Let's put these families in a – they're here. We're not going to put them on a ship and a boat or whatever and send them back. So let's figure out how to fix the problem, not just complain about the problem. Um, we're going to have Hank Shinkoff on later, and we're going to talk about this letter between the mayor's office and the governor's office. But right now we're going to talk about your credit scores and getting scammed. This should be a very informative segment. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. We know summer isn't over yet, and Bay Ridge Honda is turning up the heat by saving you $1,500. You heard that right, $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with them. They have been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years, serving the five boroughs. Browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealership. Right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your new car with Bay Ridge Honda. Even if you don't buy a car from Bay Ridge Honda, they will buy your car from you. So visit them at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Sale ends August 30th, 2023. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg welcomes New York State Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins to recap the 2022-2023 legislative session in Albany, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 p.m. with an encore at 9 p.m. on AM 970. The Answer. This is Mike Gallagher. Sign up today for an unforgettable experience in Israel this October. Dennis Prager and I are traveling to the Holy Land on the Stand with Israel tour with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. This is a trip of a lifetime. You don't want to miss it. Register today before it's too late. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com, or call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519. And together, let's Stand with Israel. I want to introduce you to a unique healthcare provider that may make your life easier called InfuCare RX. Under the watchful eye of my good friend Devin Patel, founder and CEO, InfuCare RX is a leading nationwide specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. If you're currently in need of infusion services, whether IV or sub-Q infusions, InfuCare RX can offer a positive lifestyle change by providing these services in the comfort of your home. 
rather than from a clinic or hospital. Patients of InfuCare RX have access to their full clinical team via phone and digital access 24-7, 365. Speak with your doctor and see if you're a candidate for the safe and convenient at-home infusion services of InfuCare RX. To review the services, please go to InfuCareRx.com. That's I-N-F-U-C-A-R-E-R-X.com. InfuCare RX, improving quality of life one patient at a time. That We all know that planning for our future is important, and you need to make sure that you and your family are protected. And who's the best to do that? The lawyers at Connors & Sullivan. They are available to you in all five boroughs if you're not around to make decisions who will are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs the time to plan is now don't wait wills trusts power of attorneys health care proxies living wills your overall estate plan the goal of connors and sullivan is to protect your rights and your interests they've been helping people just like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning, is not planning at all. So don't make that mistake. Visit them for a no-obligation free consultation. Call Connors & Sullivan today to schedule that free in-person consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations throughout the city. Call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Or visit their website at connorsandsullivan.com. Listen to AM970, The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Big day in music today. Historical day. Today in 2018, American singer and songwriter Aretha Franklin died in Detroit at the age of 76. She was known as the Queen of Soul and one of the best-selling musical artists of all time, having sold more than 75 million records worldwide. She was diagnosed with cancer in 2010. During her career, she scored over 15 top 40 hits, won 18 Grammy Awards. Her hits include the 1967 number one uh, single, Respect, the uh, number four single, I Say a Little Prayer, and the 1987 single with George Michael, I Knew You Were Waiting. In 2010, Rolling Stone magazine ranked her number one, number one on their list of the 100 greatest singers of all time. She's also in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um... We're going to talk a little bit about Genesis and Phil Collins a little later on in the show. Um, I have um, my friend Hank Shankoff coming up, talking a little bit about um, this letter that went back between the mayor and the governor um, and the migrant crisis. It's it's a crisis. Um, I was just on the phone with Mayor Giuliani. Um, we're talking to him about uh, maybe helping him out with this arraignment down in Georgia. Um, we would be doing it on a, uh, a pro bono basis at this point this time at least to get the ball rolling for him um it's no secret that uh you know he's getting hit from all sides and could use a little help so john esposito who is um a member of my firm but is uh, has been a, a friend and a colleague since 1990 
That would be 33 years. Right now, summer of 1990, I interned in the Manhattan DA's office. The two young assistant district attorneys who I worked with for about two weeks went to their supervisor, John Esposito, and said, Arthur's a great kid, but we can't handle him. (laughs) We need some help. And I wound up interning directly for the chief of the Criminal Court Bureau of Trial Bureau 50 in the Manhattan DA's office. And we've literally been lifelong friends. Um... Since I have a little moment, because our next guest um, is who's going to talk about credit scores, if we could find him. Um, of course, Joan's like freaking out right now. I wish you guys were here seeing her all panicked because it's her fault that he's not on the line and we blame Joan for everything. Although I love the uh, the Curtis Sliwa segment. He's he's way out there, man. If you listen to things that come out of his mouth, he'd be like, yikes. Um, but um, I am going to take... Um, the majority of people in the law firm of Idala Bertuna and Cammons, as well as my family, my parents, and, and my sister and brother-in-law, niece and nephew, um, of course, Marianne, uh, Luca, Arthur, and Ariana, my Marianne's sister and brother-in-law, a whole bunch of us. It's 71 of us, some of my college friends. It's amazing. We're going to Cave Hill Resort in Moodis, Connecticut. Um, when you walk into the dining room, Joni's coming too. I believe there'll be some people from AM 970 there. When you walk into the dining room on the left, um, there are a bunch of old black and white photos. This place has been there for over 100 years. I think it's 102 or 103. Um, and there on the wall is a picture of my father, who is now 85 and uh, almost two months. And there's a picture of my dad, who is probably about eight years old. Um, in the swimming pool, the exact swimming pool that we will be swimming in with weather permitting this weekend. I'm sure we'll get in that pool. My uh, assistant for a long time, I think this is our 24-year anniversary, Danita, and I and and others like Imran and John Esposito, and I don't know, Joni's done it once or twice. We have a little tradition around 2 a.m. Sunday morning, so Saturday night into Sunday morning. We strip down and we jump into the pool. Um, So... um, Joan, who's here tomorrow night? You? I am. I'm going to be with Sambolino downtown tomorrow okay, night. So just, there she is. There so we go. We couldn't, we couldn't get that in the beginning of the show because Curtis was here. So a bunch of we us had to grab Curtis. A bunch of us will be going to Cave Hill um, tomorrow night. And I think um, Friday we're actually going to do a little best of action. And, um, yes, we are. You know, I, look, I know people like, oh, you know, you've been off here and there, but I've, I haven't taken a full week. I've done like two days here, three days there. That's I, that, yeah, that was my summer. You just did a full week last year. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, last week I disappeared. This, last this year. I'm sorry, last year I disappeared. This year I've been just taking long weekends. I'm going to do the same thing next weekend. It'll be another long weekend. And then one day the following week. And you know what it is? Um, between the radio and the law and the family, Things are very busy, um, busier than they've, I believe, ever been for me. And it's almost too much stress to, like, pack up and disappear. It's easier just for me to kind of disappear for 48 hours and then come back, disappear for 72 hours and then come back. Um, This way I don't have to, like, kind of... Do you find you're refreshed, though, when you turn off a little... Oh, you said that uh, last listen, year. I, I find I'm refreshed when I turn up for a day. Yeah. Um, and go, yes. So tonight, um, I'm going to leave the show. We are live right now, whatever time it is, 624. Um, and I'll pack up the office, make it nice and clean, because I'm not going to be back here until Tuesday. And then tonight, I'm going to pack up one of the vehicles. And uh, Luca and I will head out to Cave Hill Resort in Moodis, Connecticut. If you want to know what it's all about, go, go online and check out Cave Hill. Let me introduce uh, Paul Oster. 
He is a credit repair specialist and president of the credit repair firm Better Qualified uh, in New Jersey. Hey, Paul, it's Arthur Idala. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Arthur. Thanks for having me back on. Um, talk to me. What's going on? Kids are going back to school. People are going back to work in another couple of weeks and getting all these things in the mail for, you know, credit cards with lower interest rates, la, 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 la. Paul, this is your area of expertise. It's how you make a living. It's how you support your family. Tell folks about, you know, their credit scores and how it affects their lives and the scams that they should be looking out for. So listen, they're the most vulnerable people on the planet, right? They're they're easy prey, so they have to be careful. I always say if it's an unsolicited phone call, text message, email, don't pay attention to it. But if you need help getting out of debt, you know, if you have student loans, look, October will be here in a blink of an eye. And kids are going to have to start paying back their student loans. After that, they have credit card debt. What they don't understand is if you're carrying credit card balances, it's going to kill your credit score. So they, they need an out. They, they, they've got to figure something out. Their parents probably didn't have a household budget in place, and they certainly don't have a budget in place. But the credit card debt is a slippery slope, and they have to be careful. Okay, so give us some strategies. You know, look, I have a son who's 17. Um, yeah. I got I got him a little card that just I put the money on, so it's not a credit card, but there's a couple of hundred bucks on there that he can, you know, can't go over that. So give folks some strategies how to protect themselves and their families. Sure. So it, it, you can get him that card, but if he carries a balance till the next month, charge him interest, so he understands how that works. If you don't pay back your debt in 30 days, I'm going to charge you. You don't have to charge him, but as long as he understands. How that happens, the problem is a lot of people don't understand daily compounding interest rates. Every single day, your balance grows on the interest. So you ask a a kid, you want to make 29% of your money in the stock market? How do I do it? Start paying off your credit card debt. Because every dollar that you pay off, you're not paying the interest rate on that debt. So they have to have a household budget in place. They should really only be using one card at a time. Now, you know, it's much harder than when we were young. They have Cash App, Zelle, WhatsApp, all these different things. Uh, Affirm, they're putting all of this stuff on credit, and it will start to come back to haunt them if they don't have a plan in place to pay it off. Okay. It's simple math. And just talk to me a little bit about when you're saying kids being taken advantage of. Are there, like, real scams out there like they are with the senior citizens? (laughs) Well, listen, if you're like me, I defaulted on my first Amex credit card because of my love for pizza, right? When I was a freshman uh, and I went to college, they offered me a free pizza. If I just applied for the card, I would never have thought. I got approved. I don't know what the the credit limit was at the point. What I can tell you is I I I defaulted on it. I couldn't pay it because it's due in 30 days, not even like a real credit card. But the marketing geniuses are on – the bank side, the credit card side, they will figure out a way, lower interest rates, introductory rates, balance transfers, and then kids do it. And if they don't have a plan to pay it off, then, you know, it, 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 they, just, they just made a bad situation even worse. 
So parents should really stay in touch with uh, with the, the, the students going into you know, either the, Luke is a senior in high school, my son, uh, my nephew Nicholas just is starting a sophomore year in college. You know, even though they're over eighteen, whatever, uh, we should definitely keep a close eye on their finances and making sure they're not becoming victims of the credit card scam. Yeah, not not only that, I tell parents all the time: if you don't understand it, don't be embarrassed. Whatever, there are more than enough resources on every college campus that would help a student figure it out, right? They just got to be proactive. They got to have a little uh, oomph and, and go do it. But, you know, again, I tell students all the time, you only go to one website. It's studentaid.gov, studentaid.gov. You can go to betterqualified.com. But if you get an unsolicited phone call, text message, email, it's probably a scam. There you go. And they're going to they're gonna promise you, I can get you out of debt. I can do this. I can do that. It's a scam. I appreciate it. Thank you, Paul Oster of uh, Better Qualified in Eatontown, New Jersey. We appreciate your insight. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with Hank Shankoff, and let's talk about the battle between the mayor and the governor. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Tonight on Wellness Wednesday, don't miss Dr. Jeanette Nishwat and Dr. Laura Purdy as we look at some of the biggest news in health as it relates to your wellness. Hence the name Wellness Wednesday. We'll see you tonight at 7. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Increase your investment knowledge in a unique way this year. Join us on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise along with The Money Show. Visit EagleFinancialCruise.com for details and to secure your cabin. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate? If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10 a.m., our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters of real estate. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her terrific team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there's no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. She's a legend. She's the best, period. Tune in to Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 a.m. here on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate. Don't miss it, Saturdays at 10 a.m. here on AM 970, The Answer. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuda & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom. You've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and 
Kamen at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamens, fighting for justice, fighting for you. All right, let's talk about our friends at Plaza College. Uh, you know, we did that live remote from there last month, and it was fantastic. I got to see the facility in person. Um, obviously, you know about their school of court reporting because I talk about it all the time. Since Plaza College has been around since 1916, they have several schools. Not only do they have the school of court reporting, but they have four other schools, including their new school of nursing. And as you know, they have just graduated 18 new nurses to work here in the city of New York, and we are so, so proud of them. Their accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students there get to work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's an incredible experience for them to learn. For additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, email info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plaza, P-L-A-Z-A college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Oh, I love this song. This has got to be 82, 83. Sam Lee, you got to tell me what year this is. This is, um, I believe it's off the first album that Genesis did without the great Peter Gabriel, who went on to do a solo career. Um, in 1975, Peter Gabriel announced that he was leaving Genesis. They had already had a bunch of great albums starting in 1970. The group auditioned more than 400 singers over the next year and a half. And then they said, you know what? Phil Collins, our drummer, he's he's great. Let him be the lead singer and the front man. What year is this song from, Sam Bellino? This is from 78 off the album, and then there were three. And then there were three. That's why I was right. It is off the... Oh, Joni's crying. Oh, I'm sorry. She's thinking of her dog. Wait, what's up, Joni? Louder. I'll make it louder. Yeah, we're already getting knocked off Facebook, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. This was... The reason why I remember was from the very first 80s, very early 80s, was like when me and Chris Glenn, like, we had our first girlfriends, like, when we were, like, 14, 15, like... These were like the songs that we would like, oh, like, no, when the, you know, like Diane Vey broke Glenn's heart and Kelly Lynch broke my heart. And like, we'd sit around, I'll follow you if you follow me. It was like all cute and lovey dovey. But what doesn't seem to be lovey dovey right now is the relationship between um, the mayor and the governor. And without knowing that I was hot to trot to talk about this, Joan Pelzer is just, you know, we're such in sync, even when we're not together. Yeah, it's like she reads my mind. We have someone who I couldn't ask for a better guess, and I mean that sincerely, to comment on this, the great Hank Shankov. Hello, Hank. It's Arthur. Arthur, how you doing? You having a great day? I'm having a great day. I worked hard today as a lawyer. I was in the U.S. Attorney's Office for five hours straight. My eyes were rolling in my head. Uh, but... You know, I, I came out and I read all these articles first at the Post and then I see it was reported in the Times and then the Times that, you know, the, the, the mayor apparently, the mayor's office wrote a letter to um, a, a, a judge, I believe, asking for help from the state, from the governor. And then the governor 
um, had her lawyer, not New York State Attorney General Letitia James, but the lawyer who's working, who works directly for the governor to write back and basically said, hey, you're asking me for all this help. We've offered you all this help. And you guys have been you know, asleep at the switch. And so, you know, they've worked really hard. The governor made to show some solidarity in their kumbaya. But, you know, there's a little bit of a schism here. What uh, what does Hank Shankoff, who's been around for decades in this world, have to say? Listen, the governor and the mayor never get along. That's not unusual. The mayor needs to somehow throw the blame for migrants someplace. He thought the governor would help him out. She's not. She doesn't want to take the blame because if she takes the blame and she says the migrants are her problem, then New York City crime will be her problem. And then the suburbs will say, Kathy Hochul, go away. The other problem here for the governor and why she's doing what she's doing politically is no one blames uh, the assembly. They don't say, oh, that speaker, look what he did, or that majority leader of the Senate, look what she did. They say if anything happens at Albany, it's the governor. If anything happens statewide, it's the governor. So the governor doesn't want to get blamed. She'd like to be reelected, and she'd like not to see the Democrats get killed in the suburbs in 2024. That's what's going on. You know what's interesting is that, um, and it may be some legal maneuvering, but in many instances, the governor is represented by the attorney general of the state. No matter who the governor is and who the attorney general is, no matter what party they belong to, even if they're from opposing parties. But here, quite suddenly, um, in this case, the attorney general's office was representing the the um, governor's office. It's a it's a right to shelter policy that I think Adams is looking to move uh, or adjust so that he's not the only one in the state bearing this burden. And all of a sudden, um, Letitia James said, you know what, we, my, my office isn't going to get involved with this. And they actually went out and hired a private law firm to represent sure. the governor. Hank, over the, you know, we're talking about the relationship between the mayor and the governor. What has typically been the relationship between the attorney general and the governor? Depends. I, I mean, if you go back in history, uh, they've tended to get along overall, even if they're from opposing parties except in certain circumstances when Bob Abrams decided to tell Mario Cuomo that Bob Abrams had the authority when he was attorney general to appoint a special state prosecutor. Mario Cuomo went to court and said, you cannot. Bob Abrams said, oh, yes, I can. And guess who won that battle? The governor. Um, They can be. Wait, 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 hold on. Hang, hold on. I'm just curious. Do you remember what the issue was? Was it Howard Beach? Was it the nursing home? Do you remember which which case they were fighting over? you You didn't need a special prosecutor, as you know, in those years for the uh, on nursing home or Medicaid-related crimes because the legislature had authorized the creation, given the authority, giving the authority of the attorney general to prosecute those crimes way back when. So I don't think that was it. But there was another matter. Okay. And Abrams wanted to prove that he was more right than the governor and Cuomo. Governor Cuomo, as in Mario, won the argument. Uh, it can be a good relationship or a bad one. But the politics here are interesting. Tish James uh, is, a, is a politician. Let's decide that immediately. She's a, and she's a very good one. And she's figured out that if she gets if she goes after the right to shelter policy as the governor's agent, what happens to her is that she gets a primary in uh, in her reelection campaign in 2026. She loses her left wing credentials and she's convinced that she can't lose the statewide election because the Democratic to Republican registration is overwhelming. Therefore, why make trouble with the left? The state be damned. My career comes first. That's really what's going on here. And um, so, Hank, let's, you know, I had I had um, Curtis Sleever on the beginning of the show. And, you know, Curtis is Curtis is a one man show. And, uh, you know, the accuracy of the things that come out of his mouth are uh, often in question. 
I, I, I'm, I'm actively watching the migrant crisis unfold because I'm the, the Roosevelt Hotel is on my block. It's literally one block away. I walk by it to go to the subway very often. Um, these do not look like, like very happy people. In other words, they're not here. I don't see them like celebrating like, thank God I got away from X, Y, and Z to come here. But I also don't see them like living in a in a luxurious way either. They seem like they're kind of miserable. So, like, are we? Who's right and who's wrong? I had this debate today with a lawyer in my office. Is Texas right to say, "Listen, we're the United States of America. If you want to come here, there's a system to come here, and we're not just letting you in. It just even though the Statue of Liberty says, "Give me your homeless, your this, that, and the other thing." Or is New York right in saying, listen, if people need help, that's why this is the greatest country in the world. We're going to give them help. Hank Shankoff, you know, straighten me out. Listen, the immigration problem in this country has not been resolved under any circumstances since who knows when. Uh, We tried to do it before, uh, let's see, in the 1920s. The Republicans controlled the Congress. They passed a law banning people uh, um, who they didn't particularly care for. Among the groups would be Jews. um, really Italians, um, people who are not from northern uh, northern Europe, when, but people they just didn't want here. And they made it impossible for us to get here. And they did the same thing in 1946 when the Republicans in control of the Congress passed another civil, another immigration law that effectively allowed not to work criminals entry, but Jews who were in DP camps were allowed to stay in those DP camps after the, uh, after the horrors of Europe until 1952, until they emptied them out. There is no solution because no one wants to make a solution. And is Texas right? Texas doesn't want to carry the burden. I mean, there were there were several legal immigrants that made their way to Houston a couple of years ago and decided to whack a couple of police officers. It's not a pleasant day. Nobody wants to be stand up and make a decision or make a real decision, which is what government is doing. And result is that Abbott says, you, you like it so much, liberal New York, you take it. So now New York's got the problem. And what's New York going to do? Well, between the city's inherent financial problems that, that Mayor Adams inherited from his predecessor, and the basic nature of our government expanding at a time when it can ill afford it, plus the migrants, means that New York City could be looking at a 1975 kind of disaster if it doesn't get some help. That's simple. So what do you do? Go ahead. What do you do, Hank? You tell me. You you protect New York City first. That's what you do. And if the people don't like right to shelter, take it away. Well, I'm sorry. But we can't afford to do this and maintain basic services. We have responsibility to the people who live here. Simple. And the people who pay taxes here. They have to go to New Hampshire. It's a good place. They want to relocate. They're not happy people. They didn't want to leave the places they were in. They were terrible. Venezuela turned into an absolute economic disaster under uh, under under the previous president, under, under uh, the previous president since the uh, democratic system was destroyed there and now in the present dictatorship, just really what it is. The Central American nations overall are in terrible financial shape. The economic disaster that is in the northern portion of that South American continent and the changes in government and the instability are going to create more of this. Someone has to say, what are we going to do for America right now to protect it so we can move forward? Simple. And New York. What about the political ramifications that you spoke about a moment ago regarding Letitia James and people worrying about, well, if I do what's right for New York, but it's, you know, it's going to piss off part of the electorate and I'm going to be voted out of office? Hey, life's tough. What you get elected for? You took an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States, the Constitution of the New York State of New York. What are you doing? What are you in office for? 
Yeah. You know, there's a reason why, why, why the late Jack Kennedy wrote that book called Profiles and Courage to talk about political people. Because what he noticed was when you had a profile in courage, you really had to write about it because there weren't very many of them. So the challenge to, to public officials ought to be to stand up, tell the truth, and, say, and start doing community meetings with people and saying, we'd like to do this, but we're strapped. What's the choice? We've got to close 80 senior citizen centers hypothetically next year or take care of the migrants. Which would you prefer? Right. I get you. Now, one last question, Hank Shankoff, because, well, actually, I got two. Is this happening mostly by Democratic administrations because they're hoping to breed a generation or, yeah, 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 generations of people who are going to be thankful and grateful to the Democratic Party for allowing them to come into this country? That's my first question. Yeah, I don't think it's a conspiracy by Democrats to have this happen. I think Democrats just tend to be much more, uh, I don't like the word compassionate, but much more likely to be uh, forgiving when it comes to these kinds of breaches. But we've never had this kind of extraordinary event. I mean, where you just have people keeping it across, emptying out, they got empty out countries. And, and, and the reality here is that they're going through swamps and, 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 and jungles and who knows what by foot with children being raped, abused, assaulted, stuck up for cash by, by, uh, by these guys that say they're coming across. Uh, many of them are going to be in, 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 as indentured servants, whether to, uh, to forced labor or, or who knows what when they get here. I mean, this is a human tragedy beyond none. And nobody's standing up in the United States Senate and saying to the countries from which these people are coming from, why don't you, we help you take care of your problem locally? Instead, we're, we're, we're taking the problem on as ourselves, which makes no sense overall. What about last question? So they're all here. They, they, they apparently right now they're not allowed to work legally, but as we know, plenty of people are out there working illegally. How could Hank, you're, you're a national guy, but of course a statewide guy. How couldn't the, the upper parts of New York state help us? There are so many depressed areas in the state of New York that could use an infusion of, I don't know, life, energy, people. Um, you know, can some of these little towns upstate? Uh, take some of these people in and start new, more vibrant communities? Well, they, they could. You know, I, look, I used to argue with people before the, this became so overwhelming in, in, in person numbers that you know, they all complained about, well, they're taking American jobs. Well, I said to one guy, I said, you're going to move to the Eastern Shore of Maryland and rip the throats out of chickens because that's what these folks are doing. Okay? You want to work in meat plants in the heartland? You know, under horrendous conditions, thank God for some unions that are in those places, because if not, it would be worse. But it's going beyond that. Could those places take bodies? Sure, there are. But does Governor Hochul want to say, oh, by the way, you go ahead in X part of New York State and you take those bodies. And everybody says, wait a second, what are you, nuts? We see what's going on in New York City. We don't want the migrants and we don't want the crime that New York City is about. Because somehow what's happened now is people have conflated crime and migrants. And yeah, well, that, well, that, As and you know, exactly that's a mistake. That, and you know that's a mistake, number one. And number two, you know, Hank, you go up to those towns, like, not far from here, but up by Hunter Mountain and stuff, they are way depressed. I mean, way, way, way depressed. The houses are, like, falling apart. They're not painted. They're not well kept. I mean, I, I don't know. I... The way I look at it, Hank, is I, we should stop complaining about what has already happened. We should look forward as to what to do with the human beings because they're families here. There's little kids here in the street that need to be educated, that need to be fed, that need to be taken care of. Um, and look, we want to stop the people from coming in at this point. Hey, we took in a hundred grand here in New York. Okay, I think right now we're at capacity. Um, 
But what are we going to do now with the folks that are here? I know we're trying to get them expedited working papers, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not. We're going to be judged. We're going to be judged as a generation by what occurs here and the political gamesmanship that's being that's being that we're seeing in front of us is going to be. I, as a religious person, I believe God is looking at how we treat these people. But they're coming in here seeking hope and how, what we're doing with them. And you know what? We don't have a plan. And the national political leadership and the local political leadership and the state political leadership ought to be calling a summit to sit down and work this through rather than trying to get political advantage one way or the other, or political protection for that matter. Well, shouldn't it be the governor who calls that summit? I think it should be. Okay. I have... I have... <laughs> I apologize. I know you're like out on vacation or something. And you're calling, and I appreciate it. But you're no, so no, valuable. I love you. Whatever you want, I'm happy to do this for you. Anytime. Let, let me ask you a question. If Andrew Cuomo was the governor, the untouched, you know, the non-sexual harassment governor, and he had survived that, and he's the governor right now, how would he be handling this differently? I don't mean in, in, in minutia, but I mean in, in a macro sense. He would. He would. Re, he would take every resource available as the governor. Begin building housing temporary if he had to. He'd figure out a way to figure out how to expedite working up possibilities with any call business leaders together to figure this out with political people. And we'd have, as opposed to people uh, running around trying to get political advantage, we'd have people worried that the governor would be pissed off if they didn't do what he wanted to protect human life. That's simple. Uh, I, That's I agree. All right. So here's my summer question for you. Do you you wearing a straw fedora right now, Hank Shankoff? When I go out in the street, I wear a straw fedora. I got a boss, two Borsalinos that I bought in Crown Heights, of course, before I went on vacation, and uh, I wear them. In fact, I've been sleeping with them. The problem is they break when you sleep with them. No, I'm only kidding. I'm not <laughs> sleeping with them, but I always wear straw fedoras. Always wear yeah, a fedora. I, uh, you know what's amazing, Hank, is I wear a straw fedora, um, not just for style. You know, as you, you're, I, I'm much more follically challenged than you are or will ever be, and my dermatologist, the woman, begged me. She's like, please, Arthur, promise me you're going to wear a hat. Isn't it amazing when you walk through the streets of New York wearing a fedora any time of the year, how many people look at you in the eyeballs? Not, and not in a bad way, in a good way. Well, they do. They, they think you're dressed appropriately. When you're dressed and you go out looking like a person, people look at you. But the bottom line on hats, you know, cancer is bad. Kid cancer oh. is very bad. So cover your head. That's the simple. I, that's the bottom line. And at least it, do it with style if you're going to do it. I'm with you, sir. Yeah, no, no, no suits and baseball caps for me. I wear a baseball cap this weekend at Cave Hill Resort. Thank you so much for finding the time, Hank. You're really a, you're such a treasure, uh, not only to me and the listeners, but to the city of New York. Enjoy the rest Thank of the you. summer, and Joan says hello. All the best. Thank you, Arthur. See you anytime, I hope. All the best. All right. Zygesund, my friend. All right, folks, one last break, and uh, we'll come back and have a little fun. Investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major 
major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. The Sabah family at Bay Ridge Honda is turning up the heat here in the last couple of weeks of summer by saving you $1,500. That's right, $1,500 you will be credited when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. They have been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. Your Honda dealer that serves all five boroughs. Browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True program at their 2022 President's Award winning dealership. And right now you get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus you're going to get that $1,500 credit when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. And even if you don't buy your car from Bay Ridge Honda, they will buy your car from you. So visit them at Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Sale ends August the 30th, 2023. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The Answer. Little Peter Gabriel going from Genesis with Follow You and Follow Me to Peter Gabriel Sledgehammer. Uh, look, Genesis and Peter Gabriel had stunning careers, both fantastic live performers. Peter Gabriel, uh, Phil Collins had to retire, I believe, because of arthritis, um, severe arthritis. But I believe his son may be in the mix somewhere or another. Um, Phil Collins did a lot of good stuff with movies as well. He did the soundtrack for the movie Tarzan, where Arthur and his mommy uh, like to watch on a, well, not so much anymore. You know, it's interesting because now the Arthur movies are fading out and now the Ariana movies are kicking in. She'll be two in November. Um, I am very excited to spend this weekend with everyone, but especially with my children. They are at such that, that ripe age Arthur is at, he's six, and he's got a bunch of his buddies coming up, and he's so fired up with that. And Ariana's at that age that way. She's putting, like, little words together and able to communicate. You know, that's on one end of the spectrum. And on the other end of the spectrum, you know, speaking to Mayor Giuliani earlier today and, you know, thinking of, you know, we're talking about crime, we're talking about this city, we're talking to Hank Shankoff, you know, and Curtis Lee, you know, what this city was like when he took over and then what it was like before 9-11, you know, it, it, it was so much better. And then how he rose to the occasion of 9-11. He ran for president of the United States. I had a fundraiser for him. Good friends of mine worked for him. And, you know, where he is today. And, and look, you know, many people who are in a bad way have have themselves to blame for a lot of it. Um, but, you know, Rudy's a real fighter. And um, he's got a big problem on his hands now because of how hard he fought. And as lawyers and as advocates, there are many times when you know you, you you have to know where that line is. And as an advocate, you you really want to get as close to the line as you can, but you got to make sure you didn't cross it. You don't cross it. And um, I mean, Mayor Giuliani is very steadfast in the fact that he did not cross the line. That he did what he thought was right at the time with the information he had at the time. 
We shall see. Um, I'm off to Cave Hill Resort in Moodis, Connecticut, with a, with a bunch of familiar faces here at AM 970, The Answer. Um, so Joni will be holding down the fort um, tomorrow and maybe on Monday as well, depending on when I get back. I hope you have a great couple of days. There's a lot going on in the news, so listen to Joan tomorrow. She'll have some great, great guests. Sam Bellino will be uh, standing by her side, and um, I- I'll see you guys real soon. Have a great, great night. Thanks for a great show. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 